Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Ellen. And you're listening to our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week, we are talking about A Shadow in the Ember by Jennifer L. Armentrout. Um, book one in her newest series. Um, it follows a young woman on an adventure. <laughs> Um, wow, very descriptive, very helpful. That could, that could, that, oh my god, I can't even talk. That could describe so many of the books that we read, it's not even funny. Like, basically every single one, because you know we love a good female protagonist. Absolutely. Um, it follows a young woman named Serafina, um, and... In sort of her journey of um, badassery <laughs> um, and mayhem and magic and sexy times. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm not good at describing books. I thought it was going to come together in the in the in the moment, and it did it. See, this is why nobody ever wants to read the books that I recommend, because I cannot, for the life of me, (sighs) describe them very well. Yeah. It's a really cool book, you guys. How about this? Um, So, for those of you who who have read From Blood and Ash, this book takes place in the same world um, and kind of tells you a story of some of the characters that you meet because this story occurred a long time ago. Um, and it's really cool how if you've read from Blood and Ash and you should before you, well, I don't know if you need to, to read this, but like, I think it'll be a more enriching experience if you do. Yes. Because there's a lot where you're like, oh my God. Easter eggs. Yeah. So with that, here's your typical spoiler alert that we'll be talking in depth about this book and there, we will definitely be also spoiling, uh, things from the, from Blood and Ash series as well. So if you yeah. care about spoilers for any of those, hit pause here, read them because they're awesome, and then come back because we have a lot to discuss. <laughs> oh my gosh, do we? Oh my gosh. Alex, I am so excited to talk about this book, but I have a quick question for you. Uh-huh. Did you um, find it as interesting as I did that this book is very similar to From Blood and Ash? It like, is literally, like, I was literally, like, I am reading, this is, like, literally Poppy, and I just, like, was, like, you know, this is the same exact thing, the same exact characters they have, like, she's literally always asking questions, they both stabbed them in the, like, in the chest. In the like, chest. And the thing is, is I noticed this, and I was, like, wow, I'm reading the same exact book, but I'm really okay with that. I mean, there are some things that are very different about it, right? Like, Sarah comes into a lot of this with a lot more confidence than Poppy ever came into. Like, Poppy's whole first book is, like, finding confidence in herself, where Sarah already has that confidence in herself. Mm -hmm. Um, For the most part, it's not, you know, perfect or, you know, whatever. Um, But, yeah, I was like, hmm... (laughs) Yeah, the amount of times I was like, wow, okay, how bad is it that 
you're totally fine reading this book that literally it's just like the same book slightly tweaked and yet I'm still hooked and like can't stop reading. Well, I mean, the storyline is in some, this feels so weird. And like, I just said this, so I'm sorry that it's repetitive, but it's like, it's weird because the storyline in some ways is very similar and in other ways is very different, you know? So yeah. I, I feel yeah. like we've just been talking in circles for the past, like, minute. It's true. About but, this. you know, <laughs> like, granddaughter, like grandmother. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. I'm very confused about what happened between this book and the other, the full book from Blood and Ash series. But, like, also I kind of forget a lot of the story that we know mm. about Nikdos and his son because i'm kind of all of that's becoming blurry yeah but remember it's not just son it's sons as we found out in the third from blood and ash book oh shoot because remember in in the third one um when they go to find nikdos and poppy finally talks to him he's like yeah you're definitely my granddaughter and she's like oh my god malik's alive and he's like I didn't say Malik was your dad. He's like, I'm talking about his twin brother. And then she's like, oh, my God, that's the thing that we saw when we were there. And he looked like me. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I'm going to have to reread all of these books. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, well, so let's roll this back a second. I know we got about our we got right into the discussion, then, didn't we? Yeah, because I have a lot of a lot of thoughts and feelings that need to come out so um. all right so <laughs> alex let's get this first thought and feeling out who was your favorite mm. character uh sarah ash what sarah and ash at the they're at the oh. same at the same level <laughs> i i thought that for a second that that's what you thought her name was and i was like oh. i was like we have to talk <laughs> It's just Sarah or Serafina. <laughs> got it. Sarah Ash. Yeah, got it. Just they're yeah. They're awesome. Um I can't wait to see what happens next with their relationship. Both of them individually are awesome. Mm-hmm. And apparently I have nothing more eloquent to say than that. That's okay. <laughs> That's the best part about picking a favorite. They don't have to be your favorite for more than just you really liked them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite character was Sarah. That shouldn't surprise you. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of things about her that I related to. Um, right, so you've killed nine people as well. Uh, Fourteen. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. I'm not keeping (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) I mean, yes, only nine. Um, Yes, that's exactly the part that really um, I identified with most. Uh Um, Also, the bringing things back to life from the dead. You know, um, I just do that willy-nilly, you know. Mm -hmm. She has rules about it, but I like to just wing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, there's a lot of things that I identified with her there's a lot of things that I certainly don't identify with her at all um but I just think she's funny and a badass and 
I can't I'm I can't wait to see where everything goes. Now, of course, that's not to say that I didn't love many of the other characters. Um, but yeah, she was definitely my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She yeah. is pretty cool. She's pretty cool. <laughs> Just like us. We're the coolest. <laughs> Ugh, I don't think anyone would ever say that about us, but that's okay. We'll say it about each other, and that makes it true, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Moving okay. on. <laughs> okay. What was your favorite part? This was really hard for me. Um, and I kept going back and forth a lot, and I don't know that I've, like, for sure. Because mm, now, just right now, I changed my mind. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so my initial thought was um, all of the fighting scenes. And then I was like, mm, there's a lot of fighting in this book. So that like covers a lot. So let me try to nar- maybe narrow it down. Um, and I was like, okay, I can't narrow it down f- to just like choose one because they're all awesome. So then I was like, you know what? I really liked their interaction of Sarah and Ash at the lake just with like how – how much like discovery and openness and sharing there was. And I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah. Plus it's by a really pretty lake. We can just pretend that the like hunters weren't there, except that was also really cute where she, <laughs> he was like, wait a minute, what, what are you doing? You're going to hurt yourself. And she like pulls out this badass move and he was like, oh, okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I, just changed my mind because I really love all of the all of the instances of the little baby little babies. Do you Jade. call them Draken? Draken. Yeah. yeah. Jaden and Reaver were just so freaking cute. I um, know. I'm like, how do I get Right? How do I get one? Um and it just la- added the necessary like levity to the situation when everything was super intense and, uh, you know, everything was going wrong. What? Super intense in this book? No. (laughs) Yeah. So basically I was just like, why aren't Draken real? And how do I get one? Actually, I think I call them Draken. You call them Draken? Yeah, because it's like Drake's. Like Drake, not Dragon. I I don't know that I'm right, but... Mm-hmm. Like a fire well, drake. Typically, like a... you're you're more right than I am when it comes to pronunciation. I think you so could have go... just stopped it. Typically, you're more right. Than... <laughs> That's not true. That well, is not true at all. Someone thinks highly of themselves. Oh, it's what all about you. Bra- it's all bravado. <laughs> um. Oh so I, um, at first thought I had just one spot. Um. Um, one part, favorite part. Um, and at first I thought it was them at the lake and then just like being together and talking to each other and just being themselves and not having to worry about pretenses or anything like that. But then I realized that sort of those were all my favorite parts when it was just sort of them connecting as two beings. Mm -hmm. Um, so like just any of those instances where they were letting down their walls and becoming closer. And and then my second favorite um, 
theme is just the banter. Just so good. Back and forth. And just brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. If you say amusing. (laughs) (laughs) Or what is it at the end when um, Scion kept saying Um... something? disturbing i think or something something like that and then and then nikto says it and scion's like she does not like that word (laughs) oh i love it um i just loved all the banter really in the whole book not even just between sarah and niktos Mm -hmm. ash whatever you want to call him um so yeah that's my way of not having to pick one favorite part (laughs) Mm -hmm. i like it i mean you're taking you're taking a a page from my book, so. Yeah. Yeah, works well. Perfect. Did you have any favorite quotes? I did. Okay. I did, I did, I did. Okay, so. Um, this one is in chapter three. And. Okay. Oh, is this the first time that they've interacted? I don't remember, but it's one of the times, either the first time or the second time, where they've um, interacted when finding a dead body, and she doesn't know who he is, but obviously he does. Um, and he knows who he is? You know what I mean. <laughs> he knows who she is. Oh, got it. <laughs> Did you I actually like... know what I meant? No. <laughs> I was like, I would hope he knows who he is. And then I was also like, did I miss a part where he didn't know who he was? Maybe I was not speaking well, which is very probable. Um, But anyways, the quote is, it's from Asher Nikdos. And he's talking to Sarah and says, And you, Lisa, are very brave. His thumb moved, sweeping over the curve of my jaw. But sometimes one can be too brave. The dusky silkiness of his words wrapped around me. To the point it borders on foolishness. And you know what I've found about the foolishly brave? There's a reason they often rush to greet death instead of having the wisdom to run from it. What is your reason? He asked. What drowns out that fear and pushes you to run so eagerly toward death? Mm. I know. And I was that was just only like, chapter three? Right? Wow. So I much know. happens in this book. <laughs> I was going to say, we got into heavy shit right away. <laughs> um, yeah, I really, I like how he calls her out and, like, already sees through her bullshit so yeah. early on. And um, that, it also kind of, like, applies to life, too. Not just, mm-hmm. like, this book in this instance. Right. Um, right. That some people run away from their problems by all sorts of reasons. And I don't know anything about that. Nope. No. Nope. 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 No personal experience. <laughs> yeah. Total <laughs> um, third party outsider. <laughs> yeah. With absolutely no interest in the matter. Personal interest in the oh, matter. Oh, sorry. Excuse it. me. I can never quote things properly. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Not that those instances are, like, running towards death specifically, but... Right. Um, but it can be ap- applicable to running away from your problems in other ways, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
this is true. Let's see. What other quotes did I like? Oh, this just like made me sad for Sarah, but also it was a very simple way to describe love, which I liked. Um, this was when she realized that Ezra like really loved um, Marisol, Marisol and so chose to try to bring her back. And she thought to herself, I had no idea how it felt to have that kind of love inside you. Was it as exhilarating as I le believed it to be or was it terrifying? Both. I knew it had to be miraculous. Yeah. I was like, oh, you poor girl. How do you not know? But then I was like, you know what? Like, that's such a simple way to describe love. Yeah. Exhilarating, terrifying, miraculous. I was just like, hmm, yep, let me highlight this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, for some reason, getting to my notes is working so much better this time than it did the last time we did this. So hmm. it's really nice. I can just click right on it. It takes me to my note like it does on my phone Fancy. unlike the last time when i would click on it and it would take me to like multiple pages before the note and then i would be like <laughs> clicking through frantically to try to find my spot so thank you apple books for actually working this time <laughs> okay this one is oh right when she is going into the shadowlands for the first time and she's like, looking up at the sky and trying to take it in and figure out, like, what she's looking at. Like, is it nighttime, daytime? There's stars, but are they? And just the way that she described the the sky, I thought was really pretty. It reminded me of the moments before dawn, when the sun rose behind the moon and beat back the darkness, turning the world a shade of iron. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard iron used in that way. Yeah, I like that. Me too. Um, really? It should be one of your favorite quotes. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the concepts that I loved a lot about this book. Um, and this is chapter 28. I don't know. I don't remember exactly what is happening. But it, it's a Sarah and Ash interaction. And he says to her, one of the bravest things to do is to accept the aid of others. Ellen, I'm staring at you as I say this. <laughs> so it's funny that I'm just going to interrupt you here. It's funny that you say that because I was so entrenched in this book, entranced, whatever. I loved this book so much that I did not have very many favorite quotes. But my one favorite quote was, one of the bravest things to do is accept the aid of others. And I was like, okay, book. I read books to escape from my problems, not to have them laid out right in front of me. <laughs> just hit you over the head and be like, I know. Yo. <laughs> I was like, way to call me out, Jennifer L. Armandrout. <laughs> I know. Som sometimes it's hard to accept the help of others. <laughs> this is And by true. sometimes, I mean, for me, pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's one of the great things about books is sometimes at least for me, and I know this is true of you too, it's hard to 
accept someone telling us something and not spinning it as like oh they don't think I can do this on my own or like you know some something that makes you then not want to do what they're recommending right but if you see something like this in a book and you typically already know that this is something that is like something you're struggling with but you see it in a different context and sometimes I feel like that can have um I don't know a different effect and actually you can internalize it a little bit and maybe start to like come to terms with it in a way that you wouldn't talking to someone face to face for sure absolutely yeah because I've definitely had that happen with books before where it's been like oh damn and then girl the (laughs) number of times any realization yeah the number of times I've read a book that has just like slammed me in the face and I'm like oh okay we're we're doing this then all right (laughs) it's gonna be this kind of book got it (laughs) all right therapy session yeah I'll just bear my soul and Cry Who for needs hours. a licensed therapist when you have a book? It's fine. <laughs> oh, that's a joke. Everything's uh, fine. <laughs> that's a that's a joke. If you need a licensed therapist, please go find one. <laughs> I do. I see one every week. Yeah, she's awesome. Um. Ooh. Okay. So my last favorite quote kind of reminded me of some of our favorite quotes from uh, Carnival. And that series. Do you mean Caraval? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Thanks. <laughs> I was like, when did we go to Carnival? <laughs> I was like, did we go to Brazil and I forgot? <laughs> um, if anything, I would have forgotten. Uh, True. So. <laughs> I mean, no. Okay, let's see. What is happening here? Oh. This is when Sarah sneaks into um, the day that Ash is holding court. And this is just, like, a short line of how she thinks about him as she looks upon him in, like, his, like, official, I don't know, uniform or whatever for when he holds court. Yeah. And she thinks, he looks as if he'd been conjured from the shadows of a star-kissed hour of night. What? He looks Did as I? if he's. Isn't it? Con... <laughs> I'm like questioning how you say that. Have I been saying it's... that wrong for my entire life? Yep. Okay. It's conjured. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I'm... Can you please read me the quote again? I got so. <laughs> I didn't even listen to the whole quote. This literally I got... happened to me like last week too, where I said something and my mom turned to me and she was like, and I was like, oh, I've been pronouncing that wrong. <laughs> and she's like, yes. I'm so sorry. Can you please run more? Just, I got uh, distracted. Okay. He looked as if he'd been conjured. conjured. <laughs> yeah. From the shadows of a starkest hour of night. That's beautiful. <laughs> I honestly don't know how I passed high school at this point. Or maybe even elementary school. Oh, it's it's weird though because there are some words that you just don't like. You know, if you've been reading them for so long, you know, like. Well, the thing is, is like I don't remember the majority of like phonetic or pronunciation rules or anything. So. Oh gosh, no! I just 
it's whatever pops into my head. And then I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, I have a funny story. Once my, um, I was playing apples to apples with my, excuse me, my parents, my older brother, and my sisters. And um, my brother was reading off the answers to whatever mm-hmm. question it was. <clears throat> and he's like, um, oh, a Chammy Leon. <laughs> and we were all like, what? <laughs> and he's like, a, a Chammy Leon. And we were like, I don't. I don't, I don't know what you're talking know. about. So I like, I like crawled over to see like what the card was over his shoulder and it was chameleon, but like he had never, he'd only ever read it. Right. Like, so of course it, why would that not be an option as how to pronounce it? You know, like it's just, it's so funny. We all have, and I'm sure I've done it. I can't think of anything at the moment. Because I'm perfect. No, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I mean, I've definitely had moments like that. Like, that's so funny, though. I was like, conjured. <laughs> I was like, that's not right. <laughs> conjured. Yes, conjured. Yep. Oh, funny. <laughs> oh, Alex, I love you. Mm. Okay. So I want to know... Mm-hmm. Something. Okay. And that something is, so, at the relative beginning of that book, the book, this book, I don't know why I said that book, when Sarah's mom, I feel so bad even just calling her her mom, because, like, that woman is the worst. Mm-hmm. Okay, she's not, like, the worst. She could be worse, but, like, she could also be way better. Um, <laughs> Agreed. Um, when she sent her after the lords from whatever oh island. Oh, my God. I was shocked and so Did you pissed. think she was, do you think, okay, so what I thought would had happened, right? Because, like, the lord was like, oh, such a tight piece of ass or whatever, hot piece of ass or Whatever very modern phrase he said in this. <laughs> there were a couple of those in there. I think even Ash said one or two where I was like, wow, that is like a slang phrase from like yeah. the past 10 years. But also like I kind of love it. Like there's something about, for me at least, there's something about reading. I love reading fantasy books. But sometimes when I'm reading a fantasy book and it's all these and those and like, I'm, it takes me out of the storyline because I'm focused so much on what they're saying mm. that I kind of love this new trend that I, we, I seem to be noticing, at least, that authors are writing these big fantasy books, but their characters talk more like humans, you know? And I'm like, this is so much more enjoyable. I don't have to be like, wait, what did they just say? Like... <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you know, but like, so anyways, I kind of like it. Um, but like he called her like a hot piece of ass or whatever. And then her mom, and then he walks away and then her mom says like, go sh- show him how hot of a piece of ass you can be. Was I the only one who thought that she was like whoring her out? Like, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I was, either. I was about ready to, fight with a fictional character. (laughs) 
Yeah, because you've never wanted to do that before. Never. Um, but yeah, I was like, dang. And then all of a sudden she was like, I'm going to go kill, kill them. And then I was like, whoa, that's even... I don't, and then I was like, is th- I was like, that's even worse. And I was like, is that even worse? I was like, I don't know what would be worse. A mother. I <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just thinking about that, too. And you're like, wait, okay. I didn't even think about that. But now that I'm thinking about that, I don't know that you can say one is worse than the other. Because they're both pretty terrible. But I guess, I don't know, is taking a life. I don't know. I know. It's, there, there's not, it's not really a win-win situation. You know, <laughs> it's kind of lose lose. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. That is so true. So, okay, I have a different question for you. Okay. Does okay so okay. I have a really hard time when I read books where full grown adults blame children or basically children. For things that are not possibly their fault. Like, I have a hard time in books where, like, or shows or whatever, like, Game of Thrones, okay? Spoiler alert, Game of Thrones, right? Um, the way that Catelyn Stark treats Jon oh, Snow, Snow, yeah, like, it's his fault that he was born, right? Like, it drives me batshit crazy. Like, he didn't ask for your husband to sleep with someone else. And, of course, we found out that he did it or whatever. But, like, she didn't know that. And, like, so it drives me crazy when I have a book like this where her parents are blaming her for being 17 and not sexy enough to, like, woo some ancient deity. And I was like, first of all, She's 17 freaking years old. (laughs) Like, not that I'm really that old, but, like, that seems like a lifetime ago for me. You know, like, I don't know about you, but, like, and really it was only 11 years ago. But, like, it feels like that was worlds away. And I'm like, I cannot imagine doing that to any 17-year-old that I know. You know, like, or even, like, young 20 year old (laughs) but to be so okay with it and to like and that's the thing right is that so she wasn't whoring her out when she sent her after the lords but she was definitely whoring her out when she sent her to wherever that meeting happened but there was a question in there but now I've just made myself so angry that I don't don't remember the question I don't know. Oh, like, did that, does that make you as angry as it makes me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Um, cool. I think also just in general, like, putting blame where blame isn't, blatantly isn't due. Yeah. Especially when part of the blame is on the person who is casting it elsewhere and not considering themselves. Right. Um. So, yeah, there were multiple times where I was <clears throat> very peeved. Oh, yeah. <laughs> her mother. Oh, yeah. And... and as someone who, as, like, you know, an Irish Catholic human being, I, um, like, generationally, we've become very good at um, 
holding on to guilt and internalizing guilt. <laughs> and so that was one of the big things that I identified with with Sarah is not the Irish Catholicness, but the taking that guilt into yourself and then just like kind of letting it eat away at you, you know, and then being like, it's all fine. It's totally fine. And on the inside, you're like, oh, my God, you fucked up again. Like, <laughs> wait, OK, so half of me is very Irish Catholic. And yeah. I did not know this about well, you my were, Irish Catholic you were, family. You weren't you weren't raised Irish Catholic though, like right, like you didn't go to Catholic mm-hmm. services or yeah. school. Like not, not that I went to a Catholic school, but I went to like Sunday school and I went to CCD and I went to mm-hmm. yeah. And um, it's only really when like my mom and my aunts all get together and they start talking about like when they were younger or like their extended family members and like what happened yeah like with their dad's funeral and all this stuff and you're like oh wow they were really irish catholic (laughs) (laughs) um but it's yeah it's um it was just so interesting to see to be able to see how much guilt was put on her on sarah's shoulders and I think, I mean, the thing is, is like, I know a lot of it was very intentionally placed there by her mom, but it's also very evident that some of it is, and and the thing is, is like, while some of it was very intentionally placed there, it was placed there because they didn't understand what was happening. But also some of the stuff that was put on there was not, I think, as intentional as some of the other stuff that was placed on Sarah's shoulders, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah well can we get back to the irish catholic generational thing for a second sure (laughs) so why why is that a or how is that a thing is it just part of oh it's the catholicism Catholicism, not necessarily the irish part but well i think they've i think the i i mean not that other groups of people don't have generational guilt and you know stuff like that but they they're there something has happened to irish people where they take that guilt and they internalize it and so instead of putting it on other people which is also not good <laughs> they just turn it in on themselves and it comes and it certainly stems from the catholicism of you know if you sin you're going to hell if you you know fuck up that's it <laughs> sorry like <laughs> You know, and if you can't be perfect, then something is clearly wrong with you. And, um, you know, and it's just whether intentionally or unintentionally driven home generation after generation after generation. Mm. And so it just gets, um, I don't even know. It just gets, I don't know. I feel like at this point it's in our DNA. Um which there's, of course, zero scientific proof to uh, that at uh-huh. all. But I'm just going to go with it because okay. the likelihood that we have scientists listening to our podcast is really low. <laughs> so we're just going to make a ton of scientific claims. And you know, hey, what? Maybe the far right movement will listen and will become like the next leaders to be able to tell people science. And then we can start spewing actual research so first we have oh. to, you know, first we have to trick them with like crazy out there science that doesn't exist or make sense, but they'll believe it because right. duh. 
And then yeah. and then we start trickling in their real information so that finally Ooh. everyone gets vaccinated and believes that masks are important. Oh, so we'll Trojan horse them. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it. I like it. Thanks. This is no longer a book podcast. This is now a very true science podcast. <laughs> so if you wanted to hear more about the book, sorry. <laughs> We've had a new idea. Oh, my God. Speaking of the book. Okay. So multiple, multiple things I wanted to talk about. Two of the biggest ones were, one, seeing like the the similarities between the characters in the books between yeah. the two series and I then like I just shouted that sorry <laughs> yeah so want to talk about that also want to talk about um I don't know if I'm not understanding things correctly or if things are different in the two series but there are a lot of terms that are used in both and I don't know if I'm just not remembering from the from Blood and Ash everything that we learned there, or if they mm-hmm. are they do have different meanings. So, okay, which one of those do you want to tackle first? Ooh, um, surprise me. Okay, uh, we can just go in the order that I started talking. Okay, so, so similarities first. Yeah. Oh my god, okay. it was so cool to me to be able to see like where. Like, Poppy's coloring comes from and, like, who Mm -hmm. she was named after. And so then I'm like, oh, well, so why was she named after Penelope? Like, is there something more besides, like, are we going to be able to see more of this goddess? Yeah, like, like, clearly she becomes a bigger part of their lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that and, like, immediately one of the first descriptions of Sarah in, like, the prologue is her green eyes and i was like mm-hmm. oh puppy <laughs> puppy um that's funny yeah i totally had the same thoughts another thing that really set me out was just like how similar personality wise yes. sarah and poppy are i have like and i was literally, like i have so many questions and i was like wait i've seen this before <laughs> um like yeah like i have so many questions or like her doing things before thinking about like <laughs> not thinking before she does things or um like randomly kissing strangers <laughs> like, yeah uh, like yeah. I, at one point i was like ah yeah what did i write i was like uh, i was like ah yes nothing like kissing strangers just ask <laughs> Your granddaughter? Question mark. Because at that time, I was pretty sure I knew who she was, but I was like, just in, like I'm, you know, just in case this is like a big old red herring. <laughs> well, so the only reason that I was pretty sure is due to my terrible memory. When I started reading, I was like, okay, I know I'm supposed to know some of these terms. Like, who's the primal of death? I feel like we got this information. I feel like I know Nick Dosa's name. But I don't remember anything. So I then just like started searching his name in the third book of the From Blood and Ash series and kind of sure. just read little tidbits. Um, so I 
read a part where like his consort had like the moonlight like really light blonde hair um Mm. and like some little descriptions of her that i very early on was like so yes consort and this no i was i was pretty sure that it was her too um but i do like that she actually has a name (laughs) because of course in the third from blood and ash series she's just referred to as his consort yeah and they're i think they're both are they both referred to as maiden or do they just both have the veil yeah no i think she's I, i think she's referred to as the maiden um but i also so that was the thing too so she's the first maiden that poppy remember in i don't know the first book they they being the i don't know the count countess somebody or whatever is like you don't even, like, we don't even know what happened to the first maiden. She just disappeared. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know that they're referring to the same maiden. You don't? Well, I thought so. No. I don't think so. Because also, like, where did, because, like, where did she go? She just disappeared. Like, she was there one day, and then Nikdos took her, and so far she hasn't been back. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like... They're just so far apart in, like, time and history and, like, yeah. peoples that, I don't know. I don't know that it would Well, they're in Carcedonia, which is, which is what Poppy, where Poppy's from. Yeah, but they don't have the Atlanteans or anything. Um, or the Wolven. Or anything. Or, yeah, I'm also confused about who the deities are in the From Blood and Ash series. I guess we're getting into my second part here. Um, (laughs) Because I thought that was a god and a human offspring was a deity. But no, that's Maybe the term changed for it. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I'm um, <laughs> sorry um, to say. <laughs> yeah, because, like, other other things that I noticed in terms of either they're using the same terminology, so they're just, like, screwing with my mind, um, or that's not a coincidence and there's some... A reason. Yeah. So, like, yeah. the rise around, um, what is the city, Leith? In the Shadowlands. I think that's how I was pronouncing it. Yeah. And then you have the rise around all of the cities in From Blood Mm -hmm. and Ash. Yeah. And um, the Rot, I think, is used in both. Mm -hmm. And Ascended. But those mean two different things. Right. And Because there's like the real Ascended and then there's like the bastardized Ascended that uh Colas is doing. Yeah. Um. Oh, the other similarity that I really liked between granddaughter and grandmother was um, that neither of them are stick figures. Because very early on in this book, too, Sarah, because it's when Nick. Ash, Nikdos, whatever, picks her up the first time because she's about to charge out where the two gods are killing that guy. And he picks her up and 
She says something like, uh, what did she say? Um, he carried me back from the courtyard with stunning ease as if I were nothing more than a small child. And I was not small, not in height nor weight, but the male was also extraordinarily fast. Um, and I just, there seems to be a trend, not just in this book, like we, it's in many books, um, of trying to have more representation of Mm -hmm. different body types. Um, and then even later she talks about not liking dresses because of her thighs rubbing together. And I'm like, girl, yes. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, what is the product? I finally found a product. That's Chub like, rub. Is that yes. what you? Yeah. Yeah, it's probably just deodorant, but they then made me buy something else. Um, yeah. That does the same exact. But it like works so well. Right. Like I don't often wear dresses, but you better believe when I do wear dresses, they are definitely long enough for me to put like shorts on underneath. And like not even like short shorts. Like mine have to be like, like almost to the shorts. Knee shorts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Um, but I just like you know, um I just like that there seems to be a trend, at least in in the books that we're reading, of and of course there's nothing wrong one way or the other. What your body looks like is what your body looks like, but um it just it's nice, you know, because again, not that I think really young girls should be reading this book. No. <laughs> but, I agree with that. Like but if it starts here and then it maybe trickles into more like young adult, like actual young adult fantasy, you know, I think it's important. And really, actually, it's, okay, I think it's important for young girls to be able to see that all sorts of people can do whatever they want to do. What I also really liked about this book is the fact that um, Nikdos had never had sex with anybody before. I know. I don't think I've ever experienced that in a book of like... Unless it's maybe, like, a very young couple who experienced right. their first time together. But yeah. other than that, like, this is pretty novel. And I thought it was so beautiful, one, that she was depicting a very attractive, very, like, stable-ish <laughs> man not having had sex before. And it being totally fine, because of course it is, you know. And then... The woman had had sex before, which, of course, is also perfectly normal and fine. And neither of them fucking cared. And I was like, this is beautiful, you know, because so often it's like the man has all this experience and the girl is like, oh, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Right. Like, and of course, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Except for (laughs) the fact that it's like such a cliched thing that's still somewhat of an expectation that is causing exactly. a lot of problems. Like, exactly. Oh, um, we're still pricing nothing... virginity? Seriously? <laughs> There's nothing inherently wrong with not having had sex and becoming part of a relationship with someone who's had a bunch of sex or just some sex or one-time sex, right? But, like, when it's always assumed that the person who should have had the sex is the man and the one who shouldn't have is the girl is very detrimental but I just loved that it was just like they talked about it like once and then she was like okay like whatever right <laughs> and, and then and then when she's like I've had sex before does that bother you and he was like nope and she's like great like <laughs> and I just yeah, if everyone it. else could be as accepting <laughs> and like open 
Yeah. That would be great. And actually, not even just that, but I what I loved so much um, was just how commonplace same-sex relationships are in this book, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, like, she's like, oh, Ezra, like, do you, like, love her, love her? And Ezra's like, yeah. And she's like, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and then also and insinuated even- that, like, it could be an official marriage right that the, i was just gonna say king and queen would easily recognize and the only reason she didn't and not even easily that. recognize but like rush her towards it like yeah heck yeah she found someone to get married to let's marry her off you know like mm-hmm. um so say what you will about the horrible mother at least she's not homophobic <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, is a good thing, but also everything else is not great, so. Yeah, no. I don't know that we can really give her a point for that. I mean, she gets a point for not being homophobic, but. But she also sends her daughter to be her personal assassin, so. I'm just saying, it puts her total at one. It doesn't, like. (laughs) Yeah, I also find it interesting, and I don't know if it's just, like, paralleling the relationships or if we're going to find out that there is some reason why both of the the men is it for some reason i'm very fixated on we just read crescent city and hunt is it hunter or am i thinking who is poppy why can't i think of his name Thank you. Castile? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. I was like, Hunt, it's not Hunt, it's not Hunter. What is his name? <laughs> um, yeah, that Castile and Ash also have very similar, like a lot of similarities, like both uh, being turned on by <laughs> Poppy and Sarah being really violent. <laughs> and <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I actually what I thought was really interesting is that there are some very big similarities I don't think I've ever said similarities like that before. I was going to say that was, um, that was a new one. <laughs> um, there are quite a few similarities between the two of them, but I also found it really interesting that there are some very big differences between the two of them. Whereas it was harder for me to find differences between <laughs> Sarah and Poppy, mm-hmm. um, which of course would make sense, you know, if they're blood related, that there would be a much higher probability of them being um, similar. Mm-hmm. Um but, um, like, <laughs> yes, they both get turned on by their badass lady counterparts, which is beautiful. Um, but I don't think that, um, Nikdos is as outwardly, um, and I don't want to say, I mean, I want to say carefree, but I, it's not quite the right word because, of course, Castile has a lot of cares and worries, but he's also a little bit more, um, he's also a little bit more carefree than Nikdos is, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm going to have to say carefree because I can't think of a better word, but, um, but their sense of humor is the same and perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, so great. But okay, so there's one part relatively early in the book where um, Nikdos tells Sarah 
to do something. And she's like, I don't like being told what to do. And I was like, same girl, (laughs) same. (laughs) I hate being told what to do. But like in a condescending way, not in a like, you know. But I was Mm -hmm. like, same. Same Z's twins. We're yeah. basically the same person. Yeah, obviously. exactly. <laughs> um, so I was already pretty sure. Okay, so I have a question for you. So I was already pretty sure that the god that she met was Niktos, like right at the beginning, right? Like I. Um, but then what solidified it for me was when he called her Liesa. Right, because in the third book we find out that he's, but like bonded to the Caillou wolves is how I've been pronouncing it. Kiyu? I don't know. Um, it's probably Kiyu. Wait, he's that makes more bonded sense. to them. Well, yeah, because remember there, there's a the whole. I don't remember if it's in the second book or the third book. I think it's the third book, and it's I think Kieran who's walking through the city with Poppy. And he's talking to her about all of the different, um, like, portraits that they see of Niktos. And he's like, if you see him with the wolf beside him, it's it means this. And if you see him with the wolf... Right. Because can't he... Be- behind wasn't him... Wasn't he a shapeshifter and that's where his son's I don't remember shifting? I don't remember I, that much detail. I thought he could be... A, I thought he was a white wolf. And Maybe he I is. Thought, I thought that was the white wolf that she saw when she was younger picking stones. But then I was like, well, but why Why don't we see him as a wolf? All we see is his horse that he can, like, can pull into his armband his... or something. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and then Also, wings. if we could do that with cars, parking would be so easy. You just drive up. Oh, <laughs> done. Oh, my God. How do we do that? <laughs> I know. Um, maybe he can turn. I don't remember. Okay, we're gonna um, have to do some rereading. I know. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> but like so, so as soon as he called her Liesa, I was like, "Yep, yep, that's him. Perfect." <laughs> um, and then I just enjoyed the rest of the time knowing who he was, and her being so worried about what is she gonna do? How is she gonna? Get him to come back. And I was like, girl, he's already here. <laughs> yeah, literally as soon as he's described, one of the the things that I knew right away that it was him was when he grabbed her, she noticed how tall he was. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, because that's yeah. one of the things in the prologue where he, like, rejects her. She That's, like, the biggest thing that she notices is, like, oh, my God, he's so tall. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Well, now I'm just like really confused about the Kiyu okay. and wolves and deities and I think it's Kiyu. I think you're yeah. everything. Um, I am too. I can I tell you, it's so funny because like we didn't read these other books really that right? long ago, but I I also was like, well, but okay. I think part of it is like we didn't really ever fully understand everything from this series. <laughs> Okay, good point. Right? We're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Who's chosen? What's ascended? Which history is actually the right history? Right? Oh because my God, I that's know. part of it is the Poppy being told one truth, the Atlanteans being told, or like some of the Atlanteans knowing some things, and then you actually find out other stuff and keeping it all track. Right. 
like yeah so that didn't help us coming into this book because i don't think we fully no. good point, good point. <laughs> understood um okay so i have a quick um not a quick i um okay so there's this part after they find okay wait side note one of my favorite things i'm if you don't know this about me, I'm always all over the place. One of my favorite things about these first few chapters was how often Niktos would scare her. Like, and I was like, he is fucking with her because he knows that she doesn't fully pay attention and he knows he can be silent and I was like, he is having so much fun just appearing out of nowhere and scaring the shit out of her. <laughs> um, and <laughs> the other part that I really loved, so they go out there at the shop, right? It's before Andrea becomes Craven, is what I'm assuming is what she became. Because mm. they talked about the... Well, they talked about the fangs on the top and bottom teeth, which the craven have. And the craven are, as we learned, and by we I mean me, they don't have wings. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they can't fly. Um, but they're like zombies, right? So at first, they're not as deteriorated as they become later. But, like, I feel like there's something with, like, the shape of the eyes that aren't there. It was something like they like they looked like wings and then... Some other god reminded her. I don't know. I'm. I mean, maybe. I don't even remember anything about the eyes looking like wings, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um. All I was gonna say was there's a part where they're talking to each other, um, and he says, "Why do I sense you want to ask something?" And she says, "You're a god. How do you not know?" what the other gods are up to. And he says, just because someone is a god doesn't mean they have some sort of inherent knowledge of the comings and goings of other gods or the reasons behind their actions. He answered, neither would a primal. (laughs) This was one of my favorite, like this is part of why the lake couldn't be my only favorite part because this is just like prime banter. Um, (laughs) Because Sarah goes, that wasn't exactly what I was suggesting, I pointed out. I meant that since you seem pretty... Thank you. He's, he cuts her off and he just says, thank you. <laughs> oh, uh, I just. <laughs> wait, okay. And then she's like, I shot him a bland look since you seem pretty powerful. <laughs> Backtracking here for a second. Okay. Aren't Craven created by the Ascended? Right, when they feed on I someone? don't really know. <laughs> because okay. Because it couldn't be because it was a god doing see the thing is alex i don't fully know (laughs) how you make a craven how you make a real ascended versus a not a real ascended i um am not convinced i've read these books (laughs) um I don't know. Yeah, the and then, like, ascending humans but also, versus like, ascending gods. Like, I was pretty confused about right. that, too. And the other, But the other thing is, is, like, I also, like, we've been told one thing or a couple things in the other books, but, like, what if those aren't true either? Like, what if... Right, what if she their is... understanding in, like, Poppy's world 
yeah. has been misconstrued through history. Correct. Yeah. Ooh, You're right. That's why I also thought that Sarah was the first maiden that went missing. Because, like, maybe they thought it was only a couple hundred years ago, but maybe it was mm. X, Y, Z amount of years ago. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Because it's like there's that point later where she asks him how old he is, and he's like, like, what does it matter? Like, I'm going to be younger than you think I am, but still way older than you mm-hmm. can fathom. And, sh- and he, she says something about, like, 200 years is a long time ago, but 2,000 years is, like, unfathomable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good on uh, pronunciation <laughs> tonight. Um. And so, like, I wonder if that was part of it, too. Like, yes, she was the first maiden, and they were like, oh, it was only a couple hundred years ago, but it was, like, a bajillion years ago. Mm-hmm. That's a um, that's a very real term that we'll be using in our new totally real science podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so... Okay, I have a question. So they find Andrea, and I thought it was relatively quickly from when Poppy had seen her with her mom. Did you have a feeling at first that it, that wasn't Andrea who was actually with her mom? For a split second, mm. or for a little while, not even a split second, for a little while, because they seemed to find her so quickly, and I didn't fully understand how much time had passed, I was like, oh, was it the goddess? Was the goddess with her mom pretending to be Andrea because they had already killed Andrea and they were looking for... Whoa. Because like, I was, I had already been assuming that they had been looking for Poppy, even if they didn't know they were looking... I'm sorry, not Poppy. Uh, Sarah, even if they didn't know they were looking for Sarah. Hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't make that assumption at all. Either of those. that I didn't connect the gods being there with them looking for her. Mm. knowingly or unknowingly um nor did i even think that it was anything but the dressmaker being the actual dressmaker in both instances Mm. yeah okay and of course it didn't turn into anything so like i very soon after that i was like well clearly it really is her but for a split second i was like whoa this is about to get juicy (laughs) this is about to get real trippy (laughs) right um yeah. Ugh. Okay. I know I have so many things. So many things to talk about. Um. I realize, though, that a lot of my notes to myself are, like, self-explanatory and you learn in, like, a couple of chapters. I know. Me too. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Oh, my gosh. When Sir Holland and Ezra showed up at Odetta's funeral just to be there with, um... Sarah, <laughs> keep wanting to call her Poppy. Um, I was like, oh, I love you guys. Mm-hmm. You, you guys are the real deal. Yeah. Do you think Odetta was one of her victors? I wondered. Also, how funny is it that they're called victors here and, and Poppy's victor was literally a victor? <laughs> Wait, do you, th- did they say oh, I'm he's po- a victor? Well, no, but I'm like, his name was literally Victor. Like, you think Victor cool. still exists that far into a changed world? The, they all still exist. Oh, that's true. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I was like, 
it could also just be a coincidence, but I was like, but what are the odds that she picks the name Victor and then decides that these guardians for people are called victors? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? That's so true. Um. Uh. Oh, my God. Speaking of that, did you see the fate being Sir Holland? No. Oh, my God. No. I Not was... in a million years. I assumed he was a victor because that's what she was wondering yeah. And, oh, for sure. Yeah. As soon as she was like, I wonder if he was one of my victors. I was like, probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, oh, everything makes so much more sense now. Yeah. And then you walk and then they open the, the room door and, and like, she's like, Fuck. it's Sir Holland. And I was like, it's who? What? Now nothing makes sense again. Just right. as it was all finally starting to come together. <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Ugh. I was. Um, it was really funny. So um, I, I also thought I wondered about Ezra. Like. Oh. Not maybe so much that her, like, and not even, like, that she knew that there was more, but, like, maybe she could, like, sense that there was something. Like, I just, and also it could have just been that she was just a good person and she wasn't going to be um, moved away from that by her awful family, <laughs> you know. Although her dad wasn't mm-hmm. awful. Like, he wasn't great. Because he was very complicit in a lot of the stuff that happens. And being complicit is sometimes, I mean, okay, it's not just as bad as being the person doing it, but it also puts you at fault, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah. So speaking of her dad, two different things. One. Her stepdad, I mean. Yeah. Um, there were a couple times when her stepdad and her stepbrother mentioned that like they have plans to like stop the rot and help mm-hmm. the their country get or country city country right country uh, I, I don't know country. um like get back on track and i'm right. like okay what was their plan like is this something we need to know like is this going to be important or is this something that like i can let go of because I'm, I'm over here like okay how were they going to do this was the, is there like some yeah I I was going down rabbit holes um mm-hmm. not that I got anywhere with them but just that it's something mm-hmm. that's taking up space in my mind which sure is maybe possibly why I don't remember anything because I'm always just like I have so many other things going on it's certainly possible um, um I. But- kind of just assumed it was just them like mm. oh just stop we've, we've got to figure just it out don't worry off kind of thing yeah yeah okay uh well we'll see but i it, that's true only time will tell yes was i the only one who thought it was weird that her dad killed himself right after she was born no i thought it was super weird too yeah although her her thought process sort of makes sense like because she has a thought like oh he jumped from a tower right afterwards maybe it was because i had come into the world and he knew what was going to happen to me or whatever Mm. um like it sort of makes sense but also like not enough Mm -hmm. yeah i was very suspect when i learned that um yeah and then apparently I should be saying that was very sus. Because I guess <laughs> instead of that was very suspicious or suspect. Oh, that was sus. 
Oh. This is one of one of the sayings. I don't know if it's the cool, cool kids who are saying it or only the partially cool <laughs> kids, but I've heard it and I was like, interesting. Um, so that was sus. That was so... I don't know. Do you say so sus? I don't know. Do you say totes sus? I don't know. Um, okay, so going back to Ezra. Okay. So... Um, I was really proud of myself for a split second. I was like, so when Ezra shows up with Mari's dead body, right? And she's, and she's like, I just can't live without her. I was like, oh, I wonder if they're like more than friends. Mm -hmm. And then literally on like the next page, Sarah's like, are you guys lovers? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, good detective work. I'm counting it as a win, even though it was very clearly laid out on the page. But, um, so my notes literally says, page 222, I wonder if Mari and Ezra are lovers. Page 223, I'm gonna go with yes. Oh my god. God, I wish I was better at, like, sometimes I predict things and then it happens and I'm like, whoa. (laughs) most of the time I predict things and then it doesn't happen. And I was like, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 sense. that seems accurate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think I've definitely gotten better at being able to predict things. Um, I think, but it's not saying much cause I was really bad before. <laughs> I think I've maybe become a little bit better at becoming sus. Right. <laughs> Becoming more suspicious of I'm things. I'm so glad I have not fully taken a sip of this yet. Otherwise, there would have been Diet Dr. Pepper all over the place. Oh, I'm, I'm going to wait until you finish talking to take my sip here. Um, Just that, like, I've become better at detecting when something isn't as it seems. When I probably would have, it would have just gone right over my head. So... Mm-hmm. I typically am still don't know what's going on or like being able to predict it, but being able to actually like recognize that there's something else going on. I have gotten a lot better at that recently. I feel mm-hmm. like. Yeah. So I can assess the situation, but I can't really offer solutions <laughs> such as <laughs> guessing what's actually going to happen. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Also, I thought I would just mention that um, while you were talking, I was just over here like, ooh, like, am I going through the calling right now? Because, like, my teeth hurt. <laughs> I did So I did go to the of, dentist today, so that's why they funny. hurt. Funny. <laughs> I was like, oh. Hmm, but also, like speaking of predicting things, I fucking called it. So what did you the call? first time? So the first time she brushes her teeth and like the blood comes out, I was like, that's weird. But then when it happens again while she's in Nikto's land, I don't I don't remember what it's like. The whole place is called Hades. I right? thought the like, castle was Hades and the city was Leith and it's the Shadowlands. Sure. I don't <laughs> fucking know. Um and um 
And then literally it was so funny because I was like, because it keeps, she keeps mentioning like, oh, my jaw hurts. Oh, my jaw hurts. Oh, my jaw hurts. And I was like, why? And I literally wrote this down. I was like, why does her jaw keep aching? I was like, it's significant, but I just don't know what it means. And then I like was sitting there thinking about it. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, she's going through the culling. And I just had this moment where I was like, this is what's happening. Now, of course, I thought she was growing fangs and that's why her teeth were hurting. I don't know if that's actually true or not, right. but I at least called the culling part. And so when when later on they were like, you're going through the culling, I was like... Well, so she wasn't actually... Initially, she was having symptoms of it before she then tasted his blood and actually then started going through the culling. Well, yeah. I'm counting it. Okay. Don't... T- don't... Stop trying to steal my thunder. Yeah. Well, for me, I was just like, oh, her mom has headaches... She has headaches. I associate my headaches with my TMJ. So, of course, obviously this fictional character also has the same malady as me, right? She obviously it's, has I TMJ mean, it's possible. connected to her migraines. So, not that she's transforming into another being and growing fangs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't get headaches like you get headaches. But maybe if I got headaches like you got headaches, then I would also have thought the same thing you thought. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you don't okay. get headaches like I get headaches. I mean, not to sound super insensitive, but me too. Like, <laughs> I feel like I have so much, like, sympathy and awe for you for going through all that. Because it does not seem fun. It's not. It <laughs> <laughs> seems like a really trivial way to be like, that don't seem fun. Um, yeah. It doesn't. I don't know why today, though. Oh, I think it was because when I was driving to the dentist... There was, like, barf on the road, and it just made me think of the first time that I had a migraine and threw up, like, in public (laughs) from a migraine. (laughs) So sweet. Yeah, so today I was thinking about my first migraine, actually. (laughs) Funny. Okay, so I want to talk about Tavius a little bit. Ooh, okay. So, like, so he legit killed his dad, right? Oh, shit. I think I was concerned and questioning for a second, and then so much else happened that I just yeah. like put I'm, it behind me. I'm I'm ready to stand and probably die on that hill that oh. he definitely like poisoned his dad. But why then? I don't know. I don't I don't have any reasoning, but I'm. <laughs> you're still standing by the statement you know see i like to think that that's like the epitome of me is that i make a statement and then that's it do Which i also does sometimes some stubbornness you in might your personality um, <laughs> who me no um okay so have you ever okay have you ever been like in the middle of an argument with somebody and you are so certain that you're right and you're like, I know that I'm fucking right, blah, blah, blah. And you are in the argument and then you have a moment and you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> I'm not right. But then you've made such a fuss that you can't. You can't turn around <laughs> You can't back down. So you just have to double down 
and that's that. Yep. But then you have to remember that that's the thing that you said for the rest of your life <laughs> because you know that that other person is going to be like, hold on a second. <laughs> um, I might be a little familiar with that feeling. <laughs> yeah, I have been known in the past to not be able to graciously accept when I'm wrong. So that may have, that may have happened to me a couple of times. Um, my my philosophy is I'm always right, except for when I'm wrong. <laughs> um, so a it's a little bit like that. So like, but I don't know. I just I just had this overwhelming sense. Like, first of all, he's not a good person. Like, it's not outside of the realm of possibility that he would have poisoned his own father to become king. Part of me thought it was because um, Sarah had riled him up enough at when they all met in her stepdad's office, mm. like that she had gotten under his skin enough. And because she, you know, said a lot of what she thinks about him, right, is that yeah. he's useless and he doesn't do anything. And, and his dad kind of sided with her almost. Right, yeah. exactly. And mm. so, like, I thought that was maybe part of it. I was also like, why does he need a reason? Like, (laughs) you know, um, but I, that made me hate her mom so much more. Oh, when she was, what? When when? she was begging for his life and being like, oh, like he has a temper, but he's never like this. And he's gonna, he's the ruler and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's the thing is she's, I mean, the thing is, is she's the embodiment of boys will be boys like right like she's internalized misogyny oh yeah i have so much internalized misogyny that i (laughs) don't even recognize half of it and then get frustrated with the other half yeah i mean it so do all of us i mean that's the thing right it's it's sometimes stuff that you don't even know is there and then you're like wait a second (laughs) That doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but so I have a question for you. There's a part later in the book. Um, oh, I don't even remember what's happening. But somebody is holding Poppy down. Sarah, you mean? Oh, my God. <laughs> They're too, a little too similar, I think. <laughs> Just remember, Poppy's the redhead. <laughs> right. Sarah Poppy is, is red. Boy. Sarah, snow. Sarah Snow, light hair. Great. It's not going to stick. Anyways, um, there's a part later on in the book where someone is holding Sarah down and she's like, and she's like face down and her like back end is up in the air. And she's like, no, no, not again. This is how Tavius like held me down once. Do we think he raped her? No, that's how he uh, held her down right when he woke her up and said, hey, I'm king, bitch. I'm gonna, like, mess yeah, with you. Yeah, I guess, I guess I thought she had said something about, like, in the kitchen or something like that oh. that threw me off. No, I, um, I think I first was like wait what and then i thought that it was that instance because i do remember that he had used his weight and she felt helpless and he was like 
right pressing her face right. into the pillow and so um, right. i figured she was referring to that god i hope not <laughs> you know like i um it certainly seems like something that would not have been that far-fetched for him mm-hmm. to do and then fucking get away with <laughs> yeah that's um right. You know, this this book brought out another part of me that um is very that little bloodthirsty part murderous. of me. <laughs> Cause girl, when she was killing him, I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh. You were like, like take the other arm. <laughs> I know the other arm. It kinda was. <laughs> and, like it's and it's and it's so funny because it's just not who I am in real life. Like I'm not, I'm not a bloodthirsty person. But apparently, <laughs> and I feel like it's especially these books. I don't know what it is because I feel like I definitely had many moments like that when we read the three from Blood and Ash books. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. Maybe because nobody else seems to care when people are super violent. So I'm just like, woohoo! Like, <laughs> well, that, and it's also I was, appreciated by other characters. So I then mean, you're like, okay, yeah, I can, I yeah, can get on perfect. board with this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's certainly possible. Um, but yeah, I was like, good, kill him. Good, good riddance. Um, I did really like, though, that she waited to kill him. Until after he made the deal that after he died, he had to do whatever Niktos mm. wanted him to do or whatever. I hope, I like, yeah, I hope we get to see smart. him again. That, like, we get to see, like. What's happening Yeah, him. like, Niktos yeah. is like, yeah, hey, it's been enough time. I'm going to go throw him in whatever the firing, the, burning the thing that he was going to. There was something, yeah. something with, like, flames besides well, he's already abyss. in the flames he's already in the flame place oh, okay and he gets to hang out there until nikdos is ready for him to face the next god okay thing i think <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i've never simultaneously understood and not understood books i think as much as these ones <laughs> i know i don't <laughs> Yeah, I... I think I need to reread them all, and hopefully I'll start understanding things better. I don't know. I wonder if it's us, the way the books are written, or if other people are struggling with this and maybe something that the author needs to try to get better about. I don't know. Let's blame it on not us. I like that. Yeah. I mean, you um, tend to blame everything on me anyway, so, you know, how we were talking about not liking people who uh, put blame on others, especially children. <laughs> you are a full-grown adult, Alex. <laughs> well, I would say that's questionable more times than not. <laughs> um, also, there's a sm- slight difference in the fact that there's zero actual blame behind all the things that I blame you for. Um, also, I blame you. I blame you for things like, what is it like when it rains? Well, what did what, <laughs> Way did, to go, what Alex. did you blame me for today? It was something before we started uh, recording. I don't remember. Oh, 
I don't know. Yeah. I forgot about it. <laughs> um, but I blame you mostly now because it's a running joke more mm-hmm. than anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so when it was so funny to me how shocked Sarah was when death returned and it was Ash. And she was like, what? And I was like, girl, really? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, right? Like, no one else is surprised but you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, because um, she said something like, death had returned. And so I wrote down, death had returned. Yeah, and it's Ash. You're going to be surprised. <laughs> and she was like, what? It's the god. And I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Yeah, didn't you notice that you even compared him to Nikdos like multiple times? You're like, wow. Multiple times. Like, I've never met anyone like as huge. Like, he reminds me of how large Nikdos is. Yes. Like, absolutely. Yes. Girls. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um,. After Tavius Tavius died, I just wrote, oh, darn. (laughs) Bye, bye, Tavius. Why am I saying Tavius? Tavius. I don't know. Um, Oh, my gosh. How excited were you when they got to the Shadowlands and the Draken were there? Oh, my gosh. And we got to actually meet Nectus, who was in the third book as well right yeah and i already liked him from the tiny bit that we got to meet him in the third book so like this much more time with him i was like oh my gosh i love him he is i love like what a calming presence he brings to situations because i think it's good to you know have some balance (laughs) (laughs) um and also just like when (laughs) They wake up on the belt, or she wakes up on the balcony, and he's just like creepily crouching there, crouching on the railing. And also, very impressive. <laughs> but yeah, he's just like hanging out, and he clearly has been there for a while because he's been also been watching his daughter. And sleep he also or admits whatever. that he's been there. For a oh yeah, he has no problem being like, oh yeah, I've been here for a while. <laughs> um, and then he's like, you know, I've always considered him one of my own, and then he's like, and I think I'll consider you one of my own too. And I was like, oh. She needs a good father figure in her her life. Oh, God. Every time... Every time that Nikdos reacted to her after they figured out that she was going to kill him... um, Yeah. I'm thinking about this because then he... uh, Nectus, like, rejects her, right? Um, Well... Mm, I guess maybe not as much as Nikdos. Like, he kind of gives her, like, an in by saying, like, okay, you can get a little bit on our good side. And I think you wouldn't have actually gone through with it. But, like... Because we all know she wouldn't have. Yeah. So, it was giving me whiplash. Like, one second, you're like, oh, he seems like he's forgiven her. The next second, he has it, and he just, like, rips her heart out. And the next second, and then the next second, and you're just like... Because I think that's, yeah, and I think, I mean, that's what was happening inside of him, right? Like he, because like Nectus, that's not confusing, Nectus and Nectos, um, like Nectus was saying, you know, he says, 
And I think he knows that too. Mm-hmm. And he does. Like, I think way deep down, he knows that she wouldn't have actually killed him. But right now he's hurt and angry and probably feels foolish that he didn't see it before. You know, like, there's a lot of other feelings that are making it, like, really hard. But also he has all of these really... (laughs) I like how they're both just like, I'm still just really fond of you. And I'm like, you guys, you love each other. Like... (laughs) You dumbasses. That fondness you're feeling, you love each other, okay? Like. <laughs> well, I'm glad she recognizes. Pull your heads out of your asses. <laughs> well, but like she kind of recognizes at the end when they're talking to Holland and Penelope and she's trying to explain the um, the ether and like Sarah and Niktos's relationship to each other based on that and they're like, right. yeah, that's, like, why you felt the pull, like, towards each other and more peaceful in each other's presence. And yeah. then Sarah also, she didn't say this out loud, but she realized that, right. sure, that's part of it. But actually, no, it's really about who he is as a person. So yeah. I don't think that she put love in the label of that. Right. But she recognized But also, it. like, I've just, yet another situation that could have been avoided if they fucking talk to each other (laughs) um i just i mean i both love and hate these situations because like i love the tension because it's great but also i'm like you dumbasses what did you want her to admit like hey so glad you finally showed up because i need to kill you but i'm still really attracted to you not so much right away but like as things were getting more serious and like I like, except for her, everyone reading the book could tell that she's having a harder and harder time wrapping her head around the fact that her mother wanted her to kill this primal or whatever, you know, and that's what she'd made her spend her whole life training for. But then also, like, come on, Nikdos, use your head. If she really was still planning to kill you, do you think she would admit to knowing that she has to kill you? Like, <laughs> she's not going to be like, yes, I know that I have to kill you. Surprise, I'm going to try to kill you now. Like, <laughs> she gave up her, the jig is up, you know? Like, yeah, I think that um, the rest of his court are going to reintegrate her back into their group a lot more easily than he is. I um, mean, they already are. Yeah, right? Because, like, when... yeah. Do you pronounce her name Aos? Or how did you? Aos, yeah. yeah. And, um, like, right before Cressa and the other gods came in and attacked them, um, Sarah was saying something to the effect of, like, well, did you ever, like, make someone fall in love with you? Like, you know, something very, right. like, sassy about, like, her terrible situation. And Aos was like, we've all done that, if not worse. Um, yeah. And, like, I just loved the girl bonding, even though it was over something so terrible. Um, And how did you pronounce Belle? Bailey? I said Belle, but I don't know that that's right. I don't know. I think I swapped between many different. (laughs) I was, because at first I was like, Belly? No. Bailey? Maybe. Belle? 
probably. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was That like, is one of the things about <laughs> fantasy books is, like, the names. I know we've talked about this in multiple other yeah. podcasts. Like, especially, um, what was the one that was, like, the Queen Cressa or, like, Cressida with the... It was like the four books, and it was an epic fantasy. That one where the one like, where we interviewed the author. Yes, and I can't remember the author's name or the book series. It's fine, um, but how those names were like so Isn't hard to se- remember. Seven Realms books, a hidden queen, yes. a queen in hiding. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the Queen of Raiders. Yes, the Broken Queen, and the Cerulean Queen. Oh wow, yeah, that's impressive. All I can remember is that like. There were typically groups of three or four of, like, either cities or brothers or something that all had names that were super similar. Yes. Yes. Um, Thankfully, this one doesn't have quite as many similar names. Yeah, but it's just, like, new names that you've never seen before. How do you pronounce them? And for me, if I don't know them and know how to pronounce them and I've already, like had them in existence in my life. Right. It's very hard for me to remember them and remember who they're oh, assigned sure. to. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which also um, in real life is hard too because then anyone new internationally that I've like never heard their name pronounced before, yeah. I immediately forget like what it is like i it has to be multiple times of like okay having it spelled out and said to me like before i can even remember what it is it's so bad (laughs) oh my gosh um speaking of like the court or whatever um i adore scion and (laughs) ector I love the part after Poppy, oh my god, after Sarah was attacked in the bathtub, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nick does like, Hector, <laughs> Nick Hector, like, oh, my bad, I shouldn't have done that. And he's like, Hector, clean this up, and Hector's like, okay, I'm gonna need a bucket, and a mop, and, oh, I guess I could just use all these towels. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just... Um, and again, it was another situation where, because I think it was Ector who, um, because I think Sarah says something when they're being, when the city's being attacked and she's watching the dragon, the Draken, um, um, fight or whatever. And she's like, oh my God, they're beautiful. And he's like, yeah, they are, but he's looking at the male Draken mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, yet again, just a beautiful, beautiful situation where, like, it's just like, well, no, I yeah. think I think what it was is, um, is that what it was? No, it was remember. during the battle when Nikdos and some of his other mm, warriors mm-hmm. were riding out, and then Bell does yes. something awesome, and one of them is like, oh, I think I'm in love, and then, um. Is it Theon? Is that how you pronounce the other god's yes. name? Yes, which, let me tell you... I was having a hard time with that. <laughs> of Game of I was having such a hard time with that because, of course, Game of Thrones spoilers, I hate Theon mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, it's a beautiful character arc. Like, he was a really, like, 
fascinating character to like follow through that whole thing but like i don't like him mm-hmm. you know and even his redemption at the end doesn't stop all the other shit that he did yeah but so i'm like so the whole time anytime he was mentioned i'm like not from game of thrones not from game of thrones <laughs> not from like <laughs> picture someone else like it doesn't have yeah. to <laughs> well and so yeah so he does something badass yes and then uh i think Sion was I... like now i'm in love <laughs> oh is it Sion? i couldn't oh, remember funny. who said if it was Hector or Scion who reacted to whom. I, yeah. I mean, either way. But they were just like, oh my god, now I'm in love. And yet again, everybody was like, yeah, cool, great. Mm-hmm. Like, like, that whatever. was just the norm. It was, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, because it's not that hard. Cause, and I'm just like, why can't we fucking figure that out as a modern day society? Like, who the fuck cares? Like, I mean, clearly a lot of people care, but I don't know why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah. but yeah, I love them. I love Belle. I like Aos. Aos? I think that's how I pronounce it. I might say Aos too. Oh, I don't know. Oh, because there is an I in there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the other thing too, is that sometimes I pronounce it one way when I read it. It like sometimes depends on the words around it. Uh, like uh-huh. what way I say it afterwards. Um... um i really liked the part i think this is when they were protecting the city yeah because she's looking down at the um whatever they're calling that are called that are climbing the um Mm -hmm. wall that she's on type of lizard-esque being thing yeah and she's thinking about how they came to be and all of this stuff and then she has this moment she's like why am i thinking about this right now and I was like, I don't know, but I feel you. I get that. I get that feeling. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. Wait. I, um, did you pick up on this? It was not very. <clears throat> that was going to sound really mean. <laughs> I did not think it was very subtle. So I was going to say, did you pick up on this? It was not very subtle. And then I was like, hold on. I didn't think it was very subtle. But when they get to. The Shadowlands. And she asks him something about the people. Does she ask him or Aos? I don't even remember who she talks to, but I think it's Aos. Because Aos is like, oh no, he provides for everyone here. You know, they all get the basic things. And I'm like, he's providing for everybody the way that she has always wanted to do in her... Yes, so if she takes place her rightful place as his consort i know she'll finally be part of a community it's like that's so beautiful (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i really recognized that until you said that so thank you for bringing that up you're welcome Mm -hmm. um i don't know if the microphone is going to pick this up we have a huge owl who lives in our backyard and he is very close to my window right now relatively speaking and i can keep here i keep hearing him hoot so um if you guys keep hearing weird noises in the background it's the owl yeah i do have to say the one snapchat video that you sent me the other day of the owl yeah i couldn't hear it at all so Mm. yeah he's beautiful but he's very loud (laughs) and i say he i have no idea if it's a he or a she um i just assumed because it's very large that it was male but I I don't really know anything about ornithology, so. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay. Um. Also, when what's her face came to the castle, and I can't think of her name, but the goddess that um Sarah just assumes Nikos is sleeping with. Mm, um, mm-hmm. Start to whatever her me. name was. I don't remember what it is. Yeah, I don't either. But whatever. When she comes and she get and Sarah gets put in her room and she's like, "Yeah, I promise I'm gonna stay here." I was like, "She's not gonna stay there." <laughs> and then she left her room and I and I wrote down in my notes. I was like, "Girl, get oh in the library." He puts her in the library and I was like, "Girl, get back in that library right now." <laughs> And then, right, she sees them or whatever, and she just assumes that they're going into his office to have sex or whatever. And then she like, goes storming out into the... And I'm like, girl, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, get back. There is a reason that he... I know you don't like rules. I get that. I do understand that part of it. <laughs> but also, <laughs> what the actual fuck do you think you're doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, I totally then, understand, like, I'm someone who, if something isn't fully explained to me and I don't know, like, the why behind it, I'm very unlikely to do it until I know that. So, like, I kind of understand that feeling of, like, oh, I don't feel But you not go feel storming bad. out into... But, like... Go ahead. Um... I feel like she doesn't feel as bad about breaking these, like, promises that she made to him. Because he never yeah. explained why it was necessary. And I feel like I would feel the same way. Not that I would storm out into, you know, do something as dumb as that. But, like... Well, but the thing is, is, like, some of them, to me, seem pretty self-explanatory. Like, hey, if we have an unexpected guest, maybe don't be parading around because you're still mortal and they could kill you. Like, is basically what he says. And I'm like, yeah, seems... It sucks, but it seems pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> you know, like, don't go out into the city without an escort, again, because you're mortal, and I can't protect you if you're that far away from me. Okay, seems pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> again, does it suck? Yes. Is it right? Maybe not. But, <sighs> um, but um, how much... Not how much did you laugh? Did you laugh when she's trying to hide from the hunters and they all find her? And then she goes, hi. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, fuck, that would be me. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, hey. Nothing to see here. Just out for a stroll. You, you found me. Good job. <laughs> So I was just looking back through my notes and one of the things that I noticed that I completely forgot about was um, I thought that Sir Holland had caused her initial gum bleeding when he had given her this tonic to help her with her headache. And so far we only knew that like her jaw was hurting and she was having headaches, not that she had had any Mm. gum bleeding. And so I was like, oh my God, what did he give her? Like, what is he doing to her? Sure. Like, who is he that he's doing this? Did you have any thoughts like that or you didn't, that didn't even cross your mind? I think it, 
crossed my mind, but then I was like, no, he's he's not part of that. You're like, no, he's legit. Yeah. He's he's a straight shooter. Yeah. Like I had JK, just... he's a Well fate? Yeah, jokes. Aria something. What uh, I think I was calling them Arias, but I don't think Arias. that's actually accurate. <laughs> Araya, maybe, is how you're supposed to say it. I don't know. Um, Yeah, it definitely crossed my mind, but then I was like, no, it's got to be something else, because I Mm -hmm. was not ready for him to also be an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) And thankfully, he wasn't. Yeah. Thank goodness. (laughs) Did you also question whether um, her, like, gift that she was given was due to her dad possibly being a god or something like that? I don't know if dad, so I, so that's interesting because I was having a really hard time trying to figure out how, so I knew that she was probably not just mortal, right? Like, cause she, first of all, because we see her thousand, an unknown number of years later, right? So like, first of all, we know that she is super powerful later, um, right, because only primals can go into that deep sleep that she's in or whatever, right? So, like, I knew Oh, that. it's only primals? I think so, because I think gods can do, like, a version of it, but it's not, like, as deep or as long as, like, okay. primals can. Okay. Gonna need um, to reread these books. So I know. Because <laughs> also, I could be totally wrong. It could be both of them. I thought it was just primals, but who knows? So, like, I knew that she wasn't just human, But that was about as much as I knew. And so for most of this book, I was trying to figure out, was her dad really her dad? Was her dad really human? Was her mom really her mom? Like, you know, like all of these things, like, because I was like, in my head, how could any mom who had this child come out of her body treat the child like this? That happens a lot. uh, Right, of course. And it does happen. It's a foreign concept to me, but unfortunately it's, you know, something that happens, you know. So, but in my head I was like, so maybe that means she's not her mom, you know. And then I was like, but then who would be her mom? And then, like, why would she hate her so much but still take her, like, on? And then I'm like, because of the magic. And then I was like, well... So, like, the mental hoops that I was, like, jumping through trying to figure out where her gift came from, you know, and then I was like, maybe it just came from the gods because she's destined to be, mm-hmm. she's destined to be death's consort. So, like, her, her, and so then I was like, so her magic would mirror his, right? So if his oh. gift, so if his magic is death, then hers would be life. Wow. Yeah, so I didn't. But I wasn't like, but I wasn't like, she's the primal of life, right? Like, in my head, I was just like, her, it would just be a mirror. Yeah, um, I totally did not see that coming. Uh, Also didn't have those same thought processes. I did not question her mom. I didn't even think about the consort just coming with its own magic. I was very fixated on the dad and, like, thinking that that, there was something there. And there certainly might be. Yeah. I mean... I mean, well, no, we learn that it's not, right? We learn that her magic comes from something specific. No, oh, I'm Um, so sorry. I thought you meant just, like, more to her dad. 
Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, that's possible. Yeah. But at first I was like, oh, like you see the picture of him and that's where Poppy's red hair comes from. Like definitely her dad. And then later when we her see... Her dad the... has blonde hair like hers, though. I thought her dad had red hair. No, her dad has blonde hair. Nikdos has red hair. That's where the red hair comes from. Why did I think that her dad had red hair? And I was like, oh, that's where Poppy's red hair comes from. I thought her dad had her eyes, but then red hair. Well, I thought he... Well, I thought she looked just like him. And, like, they had the same hair color, except for his curls were beaut- more, like, oh. soft than her curls. Okay. Were. Well, anyways, I thought he was a redhead. And then yeah. when we saw that his mom was a redhead... Then I was like, oh, this is where Poppy gets it. Does she get it from both? Or is her dad not actually her dad? And is all like, it's like a made up story and like painting of him for her mom to like cover up some relationship with a god or something. Sure. But now apparently that's all not even possible because her dad has blonde hair well i don't i mean i don't know that i'm accurate i just thought that that's what i remembered when she was standing in the office or whatever looking at the Uh excuse me portrait of him Ooh, hold Um, on let's see um yeah i swallowed as i took in the image of him captured in such detail it was as if he stood before me in white and plum robes the golden crown of leaves resting upon hair, the color of the richest red wine. Huh. So this is where you get the hair thing, though. His hair fell in loose waves to his shoulders, while my hair was, well, a mess of tight and loose curls. See, there you so go. She so she compares must... the hair texture, but not the color. Mm. But Nikdos also has red hair. Yes, yeah. So, so. it is possible that... Well, I mean, the thing is, you need red on both sides to have red hair, so... Mm-hmm. Not showing, but you need to at least have the the genes for it. Recessive gene. As a redhead, I just know these things. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people know that about red hair, that it's a recessive gene. Um, also, as a quick side note, I love how many redheads are in these books. <laughs> just as a quick side note. Like, mm-hmm. Nikdos is a redhead. His, one mom. of his, yeah, his mom was a redhead. His... Both of the children that they will have in the future will be redheads um, because they talk about how much she looks like her dad, Poppy, in the books, in those books. Mm, They talk about mm -hmm. how much she looks like her dad. Um, Apparently, Sarah's dad has red hair. (laughs) In my head, he was definitely blonde, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, You know, I just like it. I just like redheads. Mm -hmm. Woohoo! You're Um, not biased or anything. No. Nope. <laughs> I'm speaking as a completely objective third-party outsider with absolutely no personal interest in the matter. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Ooh, question. Answer? Did you, when Sir Holland told her the story of Satoria, did you think she was Satoria? Oh, God. I had no clue. So I had this moment when he was telling her the story and I was like, wouldn't it be... F-? And it wasn't even, like, a full, like, prediction. I'd be like, <laughs> it'd be really funny if, like, somehow she was, like... And I literally was, like, the reincarnated version of this lady who was killed. I was like, that'd be funny. And then I didn't think about it much later. And then there was something that happened 
later, like before it's revealed that she's like the, I don't fully understand because it's not like fully reincarnation, but it's like kind of reincarnation. Yeah, I don't fully understand it either. And I'm not sure why he specifically gave her the Ember of Life, nor could, I don't understand how he could know that she would be reincarnated as a first daughter in this bloodline to do so. Because it wasn't accidental. Yeah, maybe because he was the, like, the rightful primal of life. Like, Mm. I don't know. Like, who knows? But, like, I had a different moment later where I was more seriously, I was Mm. like, what if she's her? And then I was like, or, like, a descendant of hers. Or, like... And so I had more of a moment where I was like, maybe there is actually something to this. Um, and I was like, woohoo! <laughs> I was right. And then I was like, and I was also so wrong. <laughs> like, I. Because <laughs> I didn't see any of that. <sighs> oh my God. One, that she is going to die because of a drop of his blood. Two, that the only way that she's coming out of the culling is if he helps her and he well, loves her while doing it. Well, she's not going to die from his it. blood. She's going to die because of the prophecy or whatever. No, she's going to die because her body is mortal and cannot transition through the culling. Right. But that's, I mean, right. But it's not like the, the fact that she drank his blood is killing her. It's just, it activated something that will kill her body. No, that is the thing that, like, there were there were so many different ways that she could die. This became the way that she is dying. Not that it activated a prophecy. No, no, I know. No, it activated the culling. Right. Right. Which is, yes. <laughs> okay. I think we're saying the same thing, but differently. <laughs> <laughs> These books are so confusing. I love it. Um, (laughs) um, (laughs) yeah, sorry. I, I don't understand these books. Yeah, there's so much that I'm, mm -hmm. um, okay. So the part, right, where he kisses her right before they go into the fates or whatever. And he's like, this kiss changes nothing. And I was like, "Eh, okay, keep telling yourself that. (laughs) I'm glad that's what you thought. Cause I was so pissed. I was like shattered for her oh no 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 when he said this kiss changes nothing i was like oh he's trying to convince himself like Ah, he's trying he's he's like oh yeah i only kissed her because i wanted her to feel better okay sure Uh uh-huh okay (laughs) (laughs) oh oh my gosh okay so can i just tell you Mm mm-hmm I read some of this book while I was sitting at the DMV. Whoa. And How did that go? What sections were you reading? <laughs> let me tell you. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, it wasn't like the full sex part. Thank God. Because that I would have just like... <laughs> but it was like some of the like other sexy times. And I was like... I was convinced that everyone knew what I was reading. (laughs) 
Was your face bright red? No. Well, God, maybe. I have no (laughs) idea. But thankfully, because I was in public, I was wearing a mask, so no one could see. Oh, yeah. You know, below my eyes. Um, So so I probably was. I blush very easily. Um, But I was just, like, convinced that everyone around me knew what I was reading. And I was like, they're... It's fine. Um, But then I got, you know, after I got home, I was, and I read, like, the rest of it. I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm home now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I loved that this was, like, it wasn't even, like, it didn't start out as enemies to lovers, and it's not really like a true enemies to lovers now because they love each other and they're not really enemies because they're working towards the same goal. But it's like, it's got the same feeling to it that an enemies to lovers does. And I love a good enemies to lovers. <laughs> <laughs> and like, um, but when they had that big like blow up and they hadn't had sex yet, I was like, God damn it, it's not going to happen <laughs> now that they're all mad at each other. And then it happened, even though they were mad at each other. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> right? Like, I don't know what we're teaching young girls here. So hopefully they're not reading this book. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I was like, ooh, that was that was something. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness you weren't at the DMV for that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I would have melted into the floor. Like, they would have called my number and I would have been like, I can't. Sorry. Like, <laughs> I can't move. I'm not available anymore. Um, oh. But I was very happy that they ended up releasing some of the tension and then I like that they were just building right back up to it and I was like perfect because <laughs> it's you know that's part of what makes enemies to lovers so much fun is like the tension and then the will, will they, they want they won't. it yeah exactly like and of course we know they will right because and that was and I was I was a little bit worried that that was going to sort of ruin the experience for me, knowing that eventually they do really fall in love and, like, have children and, like, care for each other. Because there's a... I don't... I forget what he says or whatever, but when they go to Elysium in the third book or whatever, and Nikdos is... He's basically like here's this tiny bit of information that's not really going to help you, but it helps a little bit. Um, but also now get out of here before my beloved wake, like you bother my beloved more or whatever. And, you know, he says something beautiful and sweet. And, um, But I was a little bit worried that that knowledge that they do finally work it out would like take away some of that tension that mm-hmm. I love and hate. <laughs> and for me, at least, it didn't. I was like, Perfect. I was like, will they ever get together? (laughs) Almost always, once you know that there's an enemies to lovers trope going on and you can just feel it, 
it's pretty likely that they will end up together, whether oh, it's permanently sure. or not. But like, yeah, it's a um, well enough cliched storyline that I like that I love it. I, know. I love it so much. I'm a sucker for it. I'm a sucker for the the enemies to lovers. I'm a sucker for like a slow burn, for like a um. Love triangle? A, a good love triangle. Yep. Um, one of my favorite tropes, we've talked about this before, one of my favorite tropes is they end up, they have to stay the night someplace. <laughs> oh my God, there's only one bed. What are we going to do? I guess it's big enough for both of us. Yeah, but don't touch me. Don't worry, I won't. And then they touch <laughs> each other. <laughs> I'm glad that you were playing... The roles Both of the parts. characters in yeah. explaining this. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't want anybody to get confused, uh, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I take acting very seriously. Mm, Thank you very mm-hmm. much. Um, <laughs> so I had a thought, though, and then I was like, I don't think this is actually true. Um, Do you think she's already pregnant? Oh. I don't think that there's a I way that she could be. No, yeah. But um, I don't really understand, like, reproduction in this right. world either. Because they're saying that, like, a mortal and a primal can't Right, but a mortal reproduce. and a god can. Yeah. But then there's very little information about, like, how... Is it, like, can gods just reproduce like humans? Or is that more challenging or is there a different time like i so i don't know exactly um like i had a small thought at one point after they had had sex but they were still like this is never happening again okay sure like (laughs) keep telling yourself that both of you um but and then i was like especially as things continue to unfold i was like i don't think there's any way that she um, could be pregnant and stay pregnant. Like, if she has to go through this calling, if she has to, like, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like it would be something that's viable. But then I had a different thought, and I was like, and I was like, and we we know that they only have the, the twins. And I was like, well, actually, I guess we don't know that they only have the twins. Mm. We know that there are the twins. But it's not like he was like, oh, he has a twin brother, and they're my only two children. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Because everybody only thought that there was one son, right? But there was definitely a second one, so, like, were there more children? Is it just the two of them? Just the two of them. Um, I don't know. I did not really think about that. Honestly, I'm just excited to see where this goes. Yeah, there's so much that I'm, like... How does this book get to From Blood and Ash? Like, what happens in between? Mm-hmm. And then what happens in the War of Two Queens? And are we going to see characters which is from the, this? Which is the next book coming out really soon in the mm-hmm. From Blood and Ash part of this series. Right. Especially based on the prophecy that just, like, makes everything very confusing <laughs> as well. <laughs> Did you fully understand it or are you just like, what? Girl, I read that prophecy like three times 
And I was like, I don't even think I know what half of these words mean. Like, <laughs> which of course is not true. Like, I, I know what they all mean individually, but the way that they were strung together. See, we were talking about this earlier before we were podcasting. I'm not good at riddles and prophecies are fancy riddles. Like, <laughs> let's be real. You know, they are, right? And I'm like, why can't the prophecy be girl will be born, girl will do X, Y, Z, girl will, then this will happen. Boy will be born, boy will do, like, why can't prophecies just be like, why they got to be so intense? (laughs) Why why do they have to be so cryptic? (laughs) Like, you're you're already a prophecy, you know what's going to happen, you might as well just lay it out. Like, (laughs) (sighs) oh. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely, I understand parts of it. So, or I guess I don't understand parts of it. I think that certain parts are referring, parts are referring to other things. Sure. But unclear, right? So it starts from the desperation of golden crowns and born of mortal flesh. A great primal power rises as the air to the lands and seas to the skies and all the realms. Right, so, so that's Sarah, because her, right, her mom wears the, the golden the crown. The golden crown, right. Um, and she has the primal power. And she's born of mortal flesh. Right. right. A shadow on the ember, a light in the flame to become a fire in the flesh. So obviously we know that still refers to her as the shadow in the ember, but understanding that progression, I don't know what that symbolizes. Um, did you get anything from that specific So part? I wonder if that, like... You know, people refer to life as, like, the spark of life. Maybe that's what that means. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm, don't know. I'm just reaching. <laughs> okay. Um, when, the, when the stars fall from the night, the great mountains crumble into the seas, and, the, and old bones raise their swords beside the gods. The false one will be stripped from glory until two born of the same misdeeds, born of the same great and primal power in the mortal realm. So... I'm interested to see what the old bones raising their swords beside the gods is. Yeah. So does that mean it's the entrapped ones? Mm, maybe. It I seems weird that they would go from being imprisoned and then fighting beside him or the gods, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I'm assuming the false one is Colas. Yeah. That's what I assumed. Um, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's um Queen What's Her Face in Poppy's oh, World. Oh, is uh, is old? No. I don't think is so. It? Oh. Is it? I didn't think so. Isn't that isn't that her like real name? I don't remember. Okay. This is not working like I wanted it to. Yeah, but did you understand until two born of the same misdeeds, born of the same great and primal power in the mortal realm? Because at first I was like, born of the same great and primal power. Oh, that makes sense. They're talking about Nikdos and Sarah because they're from the same primal power. But then it says that both born into the mortal realm. So is that referring to Sarah and Poppy? Hmm. That's a good question. Because then this is what 
the first daughter with blood full of fire faded for the once promised king, Sarah and Nikdos, but I don't know right. why he was once promised. And the second daughter with blood full of ash and ice, the other half of the future king. So I'm assuming... Isbeth. Oh, okay. I'm assuming this is Poppy, but I'm also confused because we haven't seen anything about ice. So then I'm like, is there someone else? Are there other things here that we haven't well, even Nikdos seen was really yet? cold for a while. Maybe that has something to do with the ice? I don't know. I do I don't not know. know either. So then together they will remake the realms as they usher in the end. Okay. I don't, I don't really know what to say about that. And so um, we'll begin with the last chosen blood spilled. The great conspirator birthed from the flesh and fire of the primals will awaken as the harbinger and the bringer of death and destruction to the lands gifted by the gods. Um, you yeah. know how in Charlie Brown, the adults are like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you were reading and I was like focusing so hard, and I'm reading this again for the who knows has how many at the time, and I'm like, that's all it feels like in my head. It's just like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Yeah, well, so I think the second part of the prophecy is what um, the Atlanteans know of the prophecy, that they they thought that she, she was, Poppy? yeah, that Poppy yeah. was bringing death and destruction because she was coming from the West to destroy right. the East, which was Atlantia. But then um, in this book, Nikdos and Holland and Penelope, they're all like, oh, this is talking about Colas and um, Nikdos's dad, I think, right? Because something about from where they were to that's also east to west. But then I'm like, well, who's the last chosen blood spilling? And So how is the great conspirator birthed from flesh and flop? Like, are they, how is Poppy the conspirator? But is she, I don't know. I know. I, can I tell you, I understand 0% of this prophecy. um, And I am wholeheartedly relying on the fact that Jennifer L. Armentrout is just going to lay it out for me (laughs) at some point in these books. Like. Yeah. (sighs) I mean, not in the prophecy, but also in this. I think it's cool that we get to, that she's like, oh, yeah, the War of Kings and Queens. I was like, oh, yep. We're about to see the War of the Two Queens coming up. I know. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just. Yeah, I just, I don't, I. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, but I'm excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Well, that and, like, towards the very end of this book, we find out that Colas is creating, what is it, the Revenants, the Revenants? or whatever? Yep. I and know. I was like, oh, oh, no. But then I'm like, oh, God, what's going to happen? Like, is he going to capture Sarah? Because 
as they are currently, they do not sound like how they are right. when Poppy um, right. interacts by the time with them. She, by the time Poppy's interacting with them, they're like humanoid-ish and they can speak and they can, they're not like, the way that they sound in this book, they sound almost feral. Mm-hmm. Um, versus subservient, like because that's the thing is like the revenants serve Icebeth, Isbeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. that, and I think I remember them being described as kind of like sluggish and like yeah, not like mm-hmm. I I don't know, not no. Being the revenants fully... are like the like the special. Right, I'm talking about in this book when they're describing, like, some, like, the Chosen, but they don't come back the same, and, you know, like, the way that they move or whatever. I wonder if they're the Craven. No, but they're called the Revenant, and so... I know. You know... But again, things change. Yeah, well, that's true. Right, because we know that, like, they're... You can't kill them the way that you kill anything else, because they're just, like... I don't know how it works, but it just does. Right. Um, And that they're super, like, warriors, basically, who also... How many times has Ellen said, I have no idea, this Mm -hmm. episode? Um, If it was a drinking game, everybody would be wasted. Um, So this book did the same thing to me that um, the first book of From Blood and Ash did, and then I got used to how it was bound. Um, There are this many pages... (gasps) Oh my gosh. Um, at the end of the book, and for the people who can't see, um, I'd say there's like 10-ish pages. And some of them have writing on them, but then there's also like a bunch of just blank pages. And oh, so it so did weird. the same thing to me that I was like, oh, whew, I don't have to worry. I'm not at the end of the book yet. Right, like, oh, he just realized that she's the primal of life. End of story. Oh, but wait, it's not the end of story, is what you right. thought. Oh, God. Because it, it also does this thing, and it does this in the paperbacks, too, is that, um, so, you know, they have the page breaks, and in this one, they're the crescent moons or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it does this thing where right after, oh, she's the primal of life. Oh, I'm like, oh, crescent moon. Perfect. More book. And then I was like, okay, coming March 15th, 2022. I was like, Wait a second. <laughs> That's not part of the book. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, God damn it. She did it to me again. <laughs> Honestly, just because we just finished this book, I now yeah. need this next book more than I need the War of Two Queens book to be out right away. Really? You don't need the War of Two Queens book to come out knowing that Hawk is... Castile. I don't know why I called him Hawk. Well, see, is, but I kind of forgot about that until you just told me. Because that's is, the thing. is like I've forgotten so much of why I needed the next book to come out from that series. And I'm very absorbed into these characters that I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I don't... I need this now, not that. What I'm hoping is that we're going to see the... I mean, for sure we're going to see Nectus, right? Because he's in... He's already been in the third book more than Nikdos was. But what I'm hoping is that we're going to see 
at least Nikdos, if not maybe Nikdos and Sarah, because because remember the whole part in the third book is like Nikdos is like, oh, she's still sleeping, but Poppy's like, I don't think she's as sleeping as everybody thinks she is, because she's like, I've seen her a couple times, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, so I have hope that the reason that this one came out first is that we're gonna see a little bit more of them. Um, but that's probably fool's hope. <laughs> um, but I'm willing to, um, 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 you're willing believe to believe it until yeah. I believe it mm-hmm. until I can't believe it. Um, I was also just trying to see if I could figure out when. So this series is called. The Flesh and Fire series, apparently. Okay. Um, and so I was just trying to see if I could figure out if there's a... So, okay. So Goodreads says, Untitled Book 2 is coming fall of 2022. However, I read somewhere that people can just add things to Goodreads. Oh. I don't know if that's true or not. Um... But if it is, then maybe that's not accurate. Um, but um, at the very least, it is book one in this series. So wouldn't that be a, oh, that would be such a teaser, though, that she ends this book like this. And that's the only book in the series. And like, oh, my God. It, and we only got more information from the other books later on. Wouldn't that be crazy? I'm glad that that's not what she's doing. Yeah, um, please let that not actually be the case. Well, it's, I mean, it's, I think it's pretty clearly not, but I'm scared to say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. It's already in the universe. <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm so excited to see what happens next in this book. I'm so excited to see what happens next in the From Blood and Ash books. I clearly need to do a little rereading. <laughs> Same. Same. And also and maybe, maybe take, like, some Prevagen, too. Some Prevagen? Yeah, it's to help people with their memory. Mm. Yeah, I've been watching uh, the nightly news since I've been home for the Christmas holiday. And basically all of the ads during the nightly news are for people, like, 65 plus and, like, right. for all of their well, ailments. Yeah, because they... And, gear commercials towards the audience of whoever's watching exactly the so there's been a lot of prevagen commercials which is you know a, a memory aid supplement okay. or something so i figure Great. i should just take that <laughs> let's do it i'll take one too whatever i don't My... think you need it your memory's really good <laughs> except that, for this maybe book, it could be better books apparently um and i'm just gonna blame not me because my memory is relatively pretty good um so i'm gonna blame see i don't want to blame jennifer though because like on the very off chance she ever hears this i know (laughs) it's me it's my fault it's not her (laughs) um no i'm very excited it's gonna be it's gonna be painful i think Mm -hmm. but definitely worth it i think oh yeah um anything else you want to talk about i don't think so i i 
Maybe I do. I don't remember. It'll be <laughs> fine. Um, so join us in a couple weeks, and we'll be talking about book four in the From Blood and Ash series, A War of Two Queens, right? Mm-hmm. Unless we decide not to publish this in the order That's to true. I know. As soon as I said that out loud, I was like, eh. And I was like, I feel like, I feel like this is a good episode to p- post before that. I know we were talking about not doing mm-hmm. that earlier, but I think it'll just be better to do it this way. Um, mm-hmm. I, sorry to make an executive decision uh, live on a podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, join us then. And then we'll talk about that book. And oh my God, it's going to be so good. (laughs) I am so Um, excited. I know, me too. Uh, As always, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at UPM Pod Official. We're on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast, I think is what it is. I should probably double check that. I know. (laughs) I'm I'm like, is it? Okay, we're going to just. Yeah, Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. Woo, I'm so smart. Um, and then, of course, you can always email us at our uh, email address, which is uniquelyportablemagicpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye.